0: welcome and thank you for joining us at worship harvest we're committed to resourcing people in worshiping god and serving others meaningfully for community transformation here is the week's teaching
1: good afternoon how are you all doing today my name is blessed ivan Uh, everything that Kamara has said i won't complete the statement And I wanted to say it won't work. I'm very excited to be back here. It's been so long. Yeah, we are excited to be back here. I bring you greetings from Worship Harvest and Tebe. They are so cool. We are ever seeing the planes and hearing the sirens of cars all the time. And it's so cool. So I'm excited to be here. How do we start today? I'm going to invite my friends. They know themselves. Anita, (laughs) Liz, I'm going to invite Biggie. Biggie, I'm just looking for one more part. I'm going to invite Julius. Please come to the front. They have no clue what I'm going to do with them, but they are my friends. What I'm going to do is not going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Show them some love so they can be a bit confident. (laughs) Please, please extend in front. It is okay. So, I'm going to give these friends of mine this thing in my hand and they are going to tell us what they are seeing. Right? Does that make
0: sense?
1: Ladies first, usually. Just tell us what you are seeing.
0: A Samsung phone in a black case.
1: Seeing a Samsung phone.
0: Pause. First wait.
1: Is that all you are seeing?
0: With a cracked screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, apart from the cracked screen, is that all you're seeing? Yeah, I guess. You guess?
0: Perfect, thank you. Anita, what
1: are you seeing?
0: A Samsung black phone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with a black and white case.
1: A black and white
0: case? With cracks.
1: With cracks.
0: With WhatsApp? <laughs> With WhatsApp? <laughs> uh-huh. Facebook, internet.
1: With internet? Um, probably a 32GB. Probably a 32GB. It's actually a 32GB.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this one is a prophetess. She sees the storage before. <laughs> Mickey, what do you see? Uh, it's a Samsung. Over, I think it's an S something. Uh-huh. Uh, the screen looks like a cobweb. The <laughs> screen looks like a cobweb. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. black and white phone case. Mm. I think this is a 16 megapixels camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that is all you have seen.
2: Okay, cool. I see a Samsung phone. Yes. It's black in color, Mm. at least the face. It's got cracks on the screen. (laughs) Uh. It's got a black and white case. Mm -hmm. I see a camera window view at the back. Mm. That's all I see.
1: That's all you see? You saw the unseen. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't a tricky question. Thank you. (laughs) I know they are waiting. I need four people from here. Tell me what they see. When you see this, what do you see? She sees a phone. Pardon?
2: Hey. Sorry.
1: What do you see? It's not a trick question. (laughs) Pardon? A pending upgrade. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> he sees a pending upgrade. Uh, well, that is—you uh, have the Holy Spirit. Help <laughs> you understand what that means. What do you see? I say it for people. Uh huh. Pardon? A destruction. He sees a destruction. Just one more person. He sees a distraction. One more person. What do you see? It's not a trick question. Just tell me what you see. Someone upstairs?
2: What do you see? Yes? She sees a
1: communication device. So, when you see this phone as a distraction, What are you going to do to it? You're going to put it away. When you see it as a communication device, what are you going to use it for? You're going to use it to communicate. When you see a camera on it, what are you going to use it for? You're going to take, yeah, it has a selfie camera. You're going to use it to take a selfie. Now, when you see that it has a crack, what are you going to do to it? You're going to upgrade it You're going to upgrade it to an iPhone X. (laughs) You're going to upgrade it. So, what you see with this phone, when you look at this phone, is going to determine your experience with this phone. If you look at it as just a phone with a cracked screen, you're probably not going to use it for anything. You're going to just put it there. It is cracked. I don't want to look at it. If you look at it as a distraction, you're going to put it away from you. You're not going to have it in your hands. If you look at it as a selfie camera, as a selfie something, you're going to use it to take selfies because what you are seeing with the phone is going to determine your experience with this phone. Right? That is the short and long of today's someone. What you see determines your experience. What you see determines your experience. Let's try and dive in and answer this question. We've been looking at Refresh Life in the Spirit for the past few Sundays. And I think past two Sundays we've been talking about what it means to walk in the Spirit. Because it's not enough to just know that I am a spirit, I have a soul. I live in a body. And be wowed by that statement or be wowed by that truth. It is... Equally important that we live and walk in the spirit. And the past two Sundays, we've been looking at different ways we live, we walk in the spirit. Um, Some Sunday we talked about, how was that? eh? thing? we introduced walking in the spirit, then last week we talked about the mind, mind, the mind. So today we're going to talk about what are you seeing? 2 Kings chapter 6, 8 to 18. We've read this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that says, may, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is clear through scripture that you are not just a body, but you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. I hope by this time that reality has sunk into our hearts. So we're going to look at this interesting text, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 18. Let's read it aloud together. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord or king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he's in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Brethren, this is the word of the Lord. You say thanks be to God, Namwe. Brethren, this is the word of the Lord. Ocho, ocho. That's a good reminder. Uh, So, It's an interesting story in the book of 2 Kings. So, This king of Syria, who is always plotting ways to go and wage war against Israel. And so he meets his servants, his generals, his people, and they start devising plans, tactics. What are we going to do? Where are we going to pass? What kind of artillery do we need to take? How many men are we taking? And As they are discussing those things, there is a guy many miles away, a guy called Elisha, prophet of God, who is in Israel. He hears everything, the scripture says, he hears everything that the kings of Syria, the king of Syria and his people are discussing in his bedroom. Like the guy, Abedam's bedroom here, and he's discussing stuff, and there is a random guy miles away hearing what the guy is saying. Everything he is plotting. If you have such a friend, (laughs) I think you learn to be mute for much of the time. Anyway, so the guy is hearing, 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 and he is telling the king of Israel everything that those guys are plotting to come, everything they are plotting to come and fight and destroy, what kind of tactics they want to use as they are coming to Israel, which way they are going to use, and he tells the king of Israel. So the king of Israel... By the time the Syrians come, <coughs> the way they are going to use is already ambushed. So they are killed. They are ever losing their battles. Because there is a guy who is seeing everything that they have discussed. How many people they are going to have. What kind of army they are going to have. So the king of Syria gets frustrated. And he's greatly troubled. And as anyone would think, he thinks that one of his generals is what we used to call a snake in school, in my school we used to call them lubos because they would be cajoled into giving away information. So in my school, if you are called a lubo, if you are found out to be a lubo, mama, <laughs> you would never have grabbed that term. All your clothes would be dealt with somehow. So, such a thing. He's, he's with those people. And, and And he thinks one of them is always sneaking the information to the king of Israel, telling him every plan, everything they are planning to do, how they are going to do it, when they are going to do it, where they are going to pass, what kind of adlery they are going to have. And so the king of Syria is so greatly troubled. But there was one guy who knew what was exactly happening. And he tells his king that the problem is not us. We are not the ones telling those guys everything that is happening. But there is a prophet There is a prophet in Israel who sees everything that you are planning while it is being planned in your bedroom. So the king of Syria says, ah, okay, that's the problem. Let us gather our best army, our best horses, our best chariots. Let us go and attack this guy. All those armies to go and attack one guy. I find that story quite similar in Uganda. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. There are all these guys, a swarm of people going to attack one person. So they go and surround the city where Elisha is. Hey, that really sounds familiar. Surround the city where Elisha is. And one of his servants, this young servant called Gehaz, just while he's probably waking up in the morning to go and take a stretch or a stroll around the city, He sees all those armies and chariots from Syria surrounding these people. And the guy is scared. He is so worried. Because in his heart, I think he already knows what the prophet has been doing. So he he knows they have been found out. So they are probably going to come and kill us. They are going to do something terrible to us. So the guy is worried. He dashes to his master. He dashes to his master, where is that thing? He dashes to his master and he says, alas, my master, what shall we do? What are we going to do? These guys have ambushed us. They have all those chariots and horses and all that stuff. The reason he was acting like that was because that is what he saw. His physical eyes were wide open. He saw the circumstances around him and he reacted according to those circumstances. So he ran, probably, he even did something to his pants while he was running to the master. I don't know whether they had pants, maybe in his (laughs) kanzu. That's a bad picture, because probably he left it on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he is so scared. And he runs to his master and he says, alas, my master. What shall we do? Do you remember that song? Todi, what shall we do? Todi, what shall we do? Remember what? You were born in 2000. No, you know this song. You heard it before. you like you don't. So you dash it to his master. And he's saying, what shall we do? He's so scared. What are we going to do? And I imagine Elisha, based on his response, so Elisha answers this guy and he tells him, do not fear. Probably he was seated somewhere sipping a cup of coffee Hmm? just by the water. I don't know whether they had coffee those days, but I'm just imagining. A very relaxed environment. I mean, there are chariots all around you. They have come to seek you out, to sniff you out, and you're seated comfortably and this guy is panicking 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 and the guy tells him do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them the way elisha reacted was informed by what he was seeing yes the guys were there the chariots were there but it didn't move him they were in exactly the same circumstance with the servant, exactly the same physical circumstance. But their reactions were different. Their reactions were different because of what each of them saw. What are you seeing is the question we are trying to answer today. And so Elisha prayed for this guy. And he asks the Lord, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Of course, according to the story, we know that this guy had, his eyes were seeing. They were wide open, his physical eyes, right? Because that is how we got to tell that there are chariots and horses and what? They were wide open. But Elijah makes this prayer. And he tells him, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. Do
0: you know that you have two sets of eyes? Two pairs of eyes.
1: First pair is physical, and you have never seen your eyes. Have you ever seen your eyes? Have you ever seen your eyes? No, in the mirror, that was an image of your eyes. Huh? Physics, those rays that go and come back. That was an image of your eyes. You've never seen your eyes. You've actually never looked at your face. Anyway. <laughs> And it says, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. Originally he had seen. Now the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The guys were in the exact same circumstance, but what they saw was very different. People saw the exact thing, but what they saw was different. Some people saw a phone, some people saw a communication device. In the first service, someone saw a money-making device. Yeah, the guy said, what what do you see? I I see a money-making device. And it's actually true. Because if he sees it as a money-making device, he's going to make this thing make money for him. It's not just going to be there. Someone saw it as a distraction. The exact same thing, but because we are seeing it differently from different perspectives, we are going to experience it differently. Same thing with these guys. In the exact same circumstance. armies, what, what, chariots, etc. Elisha is at peace. He's not moved. And he invites this young man into his world to see what he was seeing. Friends, what you see informs the experience of your life. What you see informs the experience of your life, determines the reality of your life. Whatever you see, I think by now you are aware that there are two worlds. There is a physical world and there is a spiritual world. That is why you are a spirit. That's why when I ask you whose hand is this, you're going to tell me that is my hand. You're not going to tell me that is me. Because you are not your body. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. So you know there is a spiritual world and there is a physical world. And in this portion of scripture, we see two guys. One guy was looking at life from the perspective of the spiritual world. That is why he was able to sit and become And not worry about anything. While the other guy was looking at life in the perspective of the physical realm. What he could see. What he could feel. What he could hear. Probably he was hearing the, the noise of battle by those guys coming to attack them. And he was reacting according to what he was hearing in the physical. And then there was another guy who was operating in a completely different plane. And as you can see in the story, they both had different experiences. They both responded differently. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Because what you see determines your experience. Are you looking at life purely, purely in the physical realm? Is that what occupies your mind? Is that what informs how you live? Story is told of two guys who story is told of two guys who were sent by a certain company um, I think from India. Some, some company outside Africa. was a shoe making company. And it sent two salesmen. One to the west coast of Africa one to the east coast of Africa. And they were they were supposed to come and survey the potential of the market, of the shoe market in Africa. And the guy who came to, they all came to the same continent. And when it came to time of reporting back, when they went back to their company, their offices, head offices, they were asked, what did you see? And the other guy, the guy from the east coast said, I saw guys without shoes. The guys completely have no shoes. I mean, It's just so sad. We can't do business there. Because the guys don't have shoes. And then the other one, who went to the West Coast, came and told this, they also people without shoes. He said, I saw people without shoes. It is a great opportunity for us to do business in that place. Let us go set up premises and start manufacturing shoes for these guys. Probably shoes they can afford. Exactly Two people, exact circumstance, different responses because of what they saw. Like I told you, you have two sets of eyes. You have have the spiritual set of eyes and you have the physical set of eyes. Your physical set informs your physical reality. It informs your physical reality. The physical eyes help us experience our physical reality. But the spiritual eyes help us experience the spiritual reality. And whatever we choose to see will become our reality. And it will inform our experience. If I ask you right now to look at your home, look at your gate, if you have a gate. Look at the gate of your <laughs> Look at the gate of your home. Do you see it? You see the gate? I ah, yeah. Now walk into the gate. Walk into the gate. Open the gate. Walk into the gate. Pick out your keys. Open the door of the house. Have you opened the door? There, there are many what? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yes, There are many doors and padlocks and what? Open the door of your house. Do you see your living room? Do you see those beautiful chairs? You entered through the kitchen. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Okay, we all have a bedroom. At least somewhere we put it. So go into the bedroom. Do you see your bed? How nicely laid you left it single guy say amen. <laughs> hmm? You see where you kept those plates and cups when I was on campus? <laughs> In Mandela Hall, Africa Block B14 was the room. That is Chambogo University. <laughs> we used to eat food and after eating food you don't wash the plate, you just slide it under the bed. Wash food, plate, what, you just keep there. Then when you come back for dinner, you pull it out. (laughs) You go pour some water on it with a lot of pressure. It gets clean, you do this, then you go back to the kitchen. You go and get food and come back. And The one for the night you keep up to lunch the next day. Then you remove it. If you don't have water, you find tissue and you just... I am still alive. Did I die? Why are you saying, ew, what? (laughs) Anyway, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I am well. I am married. My wife loves me. (laughs) Anyway, what was I even saying? Do you see those things in your home? Do you see that bed? How are you able to see those things? Are you there using your physical eyes to see them? No. So what eyes are you using to see them? What eyes are you using to see them? Just in case you you are still doubting that you have another set of eyes. Have another set of eyes. That is how you're able to see those things. And for our life in the spirit to thrive we need to activate and use those eyes more often. We need to use those eyes and allow what we have seen in the spirit to inform our physical experience, to create our physical reality. Because whatever we see, whatever we choose to see, that is going to become our reality. What are you seeing? Paul makes this prayer for the guys in Ephesus, the church in Ephesus. Toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power. He makes this prayer for these guys. And He's praying that the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened. Because until their eyes are enlightened, they will not know. Context in that word, they will not experience what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. The guy is struggling to describe what what you are in your spirit and what you have in your spirit. Riches, a tale of the glory, a tale of inheritance, exceeding greatness of power toward us who believe according to the working. He's struggling to express what is in your spirit. Because in your spirit, you have everything. In your spirit, you are complete. If you are in Christ, in your spirit, you are complete. You are wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. When they put your spirit here and they put God here, you are exactly the same. After all, the scripture says, whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That's what the scripture says. 1 John 4.17 says, as he is, so are we in this world, exactly as he is. So when they put God here and they put your spirit here, you have the same love, you have the same joy, you have have access to all the resources that God has placed in your spirit. The scripture says that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So the thing is, for you to experience that stuff that God has placed in your spirit, for you to experience those blessings that he talks about in Ephesians 1, Uh, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You need the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. You need them to be enlightened for you, for us, for me, to experience those things that are in the Spirit. The things that he has given to us. For us to live the life that Christ has purchased for us. For us to walk as healthy as we need to be. For us to experience all the prosperity that we need to have, that we have been called to have, that is there in the spirit, we need to start activating and allowing the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Praise Jesus. It's so quiet in here. Hebrews 10.38, that is why they say that now the just shall live by faith. Scripture says that the entrance of your word brings light. So how do we get to enlighten the eyes of our understanding? By allowing the entrance of his word to bring light to whatever our circumstances are, to whatever our situations are. Because we live by faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That is what informs your spiritual experience. I love this one. Hebrews 11 let Let's read this together. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is a substance of things hoped for. It is a substance. It is Ojikwatako. It is ojikwatako Like, Uh, no, I'm not talking about Ojikuatako and that stuff. (laughs) You ever hope for something and it is there? Like, it is there. You see it, you touch it, you feel it. You (laughs) Ojikuatako. Like, it's there. It is a substance of things hoped for. I love the second part. It is the evidence of things unseen. It does not say that those things do not exist. Just because you don't see them yet doesn't mean they don't exist. Just because the other young man did not have his spiritual eyes opened to see, <laughs> to see what was happening in the spiritual realm, to see how many chariots of fire were for them, didn't mean that they were not there. They were there, but the question was whether the eyes were open or not to see them. So faith is the evidence of things not seen. The things exist. They are in our spirits. They are there. We have them. They are just not seen. That is why we need the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened by the word of God. For us to be able to see those things and start living them out as our reality. As our day-to-day reality. Because, friends, it's, I mean, it's possible that we can have the same physical experience. Jesus had the same physical experience with his disciples in that boat. Same physical experience. He didn't deny that the waves were not there. It's not living in denial. Actually, they, if, if we find ourselves not seeing things in the spirit, and we are believers, then we are living in denial. Yeah. Because the truth is that our life is in the spirit, it's not in the physical. Our real life is in the spirit. So when people say, ah man, where you guy you limba, you're not, you're not experiencing the real life. No, 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 no. My real life as a believer of God, in God, is in the spirit. That is where your real life is, as a child of God. Because he is spirit, those that worship him must worship him in spirit. Small s, lowercase s, and truth. John, John what? John 4? What John 3? somewhere, the John 4, John 3. Friends, it's possible that we can be in the exact same physical situation and you will choose how you, how, what your experience will be. It's possible that I can be left with, physically, left with 1,000 shillings in my wallet. And I have another guy, same experience. Now he has 1,000 shillings in his wallet. And the guy is dead worried about what he's going to eat tomorrow. How he's going to move. He's trying to plan for 1K. Have you ever been in that place? Where you're trying to plan for 1K? I don't know about you. But (laughs) he's trying to plan for 1K. What am I going to do? He's so worried. What will I eat tomorrow? How am I going to do this? And there can be another guy. Same exact physical thing. I have 1K in my pocket. And the guy is completely not worried. Why? The scripture says, do not worry what you shall eat or drink tomorrow. The scripture says, the Lord shall supply, my God, shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory, not according to the amount of money in your wallet. It's very, very possible that another person can be experiencing a disease in their body. And they are worried, they go and get funeral insurance because they think they are going to die quickly. And another person can have the same thing in their body and they will say, the scripture says, with long life you will satisfy me. I will live and I will not die. Mm. By his stripes, I was healed. That is my reality. It don't matter what the physical experience is telling me. I'm not going to act according to that. No. That's not me. That's Ah! That's not me. (laughs) That's not me. It's possible that we can be in the same economy (laughs) <laughs> and people are saying everything is worth doing bad and my business will thrive because the Lord says that he will bless the works of my hands I will prosper that is my reality and if I see it that way that is going to become my experience if I look at myself prosperous because I'm being informed by the word of God I'm going to be prosperous if I look at myself as a failure in business because the economy is failing that is going to be my reality It doesn't mean that prosperity is not there. It is there. God has given it to us. It doesn't mean that I'm living in denial and doing that wishful thinking, blurring things so that I can get them. No, I do not speak things to get them. I speak because I have them. I have them. They are in my spirit. They are there. The word of God says so, right? (laughs) It's very, very, very possible. There is an evidence of things not seen. There is an evidence of things not seen. I sit at campus, I used to enter my room and I conduct a choir. Enter my room. Stand on a platform. Face that corner. My room was like that. The door was like here. So enter. Face the other corner. And start conducting the choir. They are singing songs I've written. And the busy, I'm conducting. (laughs) Then a guy walks in (laughs) and he's like, What's up with you? (laughs) Are you crazy? I I wish I knew this stuff earlier on. I would have told him, Oh, yes, I am crazy. That is why I won't get no more results. So I don't get no more results. I still see it, I still see a worship arena. I still still see 20 million disciples of the Lord Jesus between the ages of 16 and 25 in my lifetime. I still see it. I still see the albums, the books, the lives I'm going to transform, the businesses I'm going to build. I see them. (laughs) I think last time we talked about talking sessions, I think some of us need to start having seeing sessions. Yeah, I just enter your room and start seeing. You start seeing the reality, the truth. You you just start seeing it. Of course, you're not just informed by wishful thinking. Like I said, the entrance of the word of God is what brings light to you as a believer. You're just declaring the truth of God's word. Uh -uh. You're just declaring God's word because it is true. When I say the truth, it feels like there is a lie of God's word. (laughs) You're declaring the truth. His word is truth. Some of us need to start having singing sessions. Mosea and Ari sometimes asked us to write them a letter. Dated Feb 2027. They were like, go to Feb 2027 and write to us a letter. Hey! So we went, wrote. Man, I, I love that letter. I cherish it. How many, tw- how many twins we have together. <laughs> how much my worth is in billion dollars. Like, I just wrote stuff. How many albums I've released? How many books I've written? How many lives I've transformed? How many worship, loc- worship harvest locations we have planted? How many, how many government agencies we have transformed? How many youths whose lives we've transformed and helped get employment? What? Like, I just wrote the letter. Just what? Just seeing. Some of us need to have seeing sessions. In fact, it would be good for you to go and write down a letter when you're in 2027. And you're writing to Mose. Or you're writing to your friend. Or you're writing to who? And you're telling them, hey, what's up, Mose? Right now, I'm writing this letter in the space. Pepe (laughs) Yaguau. (laughs) So It's 2027! In fact, I plan to come and see you in the next five minutes, even if you're like a thousand miles away, using a certain transport that can travel (laughs) a thousand miles in five minutes. Like, let me tell you, (laughs) what you see, what you see, what you see informs your experience. Because seeing in the Spirit is one of the ways we walk in the Spirit. If we want to walk in the Spirit, we need to start seeing in the Spirit. We need to start seeing ourselves healed. Yeah. We need to start seeing our children prosperous. We need to start seeing our marriages thriving. We need to start seeing ourselves married. Yeah. And I told my dad one year to my wedding. I told him, Daddy, I'm going to marry. Next year in December. I told him exactly one year too. I told him in December... Next year in December. And he thought, what? You must be kidding me. You've just graduated. That was 2015. I graduated in 2015. Jan, I told him, 2015, December. You have not even been working. Because according to him, I'm not working. (laughs) Yeah. He's my my title, by the way. (laughs) We jazz a lot. (laughs) Though we have different views. Most of the time. So we sat in that room, talked about it. What, 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 what? Of course, they knew, they knew the girl by then. Not the girl. They knew the babe by then. And, <laughs> and, and when I told him, his first question was, how much money have you saved on your account so far? Ah, now. <laughs> At that time, I had not yet started practicing the good saving principles. Together is to earn 800,000 shillings a month. Babi wasn't working, but she was staying in some place, I staying in a different place. So we had to leave both of us around that 800,000 shillings. Muchibuga. It's possible. But <laughs> so we, we, I told him, well, uh, I, I do not have a lot of money saved up yet, but my wedding is going to happen. His worry was that it wouldn't happen because there was no physical money at that time. He thought I was joking until around April (laughs) when I told him, oh, by the way, daddy, uh, baby's parents are going to come and you need to come and meet them. At that time, we had not still saved enough money to start even wedding preps. In fact, I used all the salary for that month to cater for that meal. Nanges, no, you don't just fall in your movie like that. You <laughs> had to eat incredible food. What, 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 what? And <laughs> and up to that point, my, my dad, what was informing his reality, his experiences, what he thought was because I did not have enough money, because I'm an engineer and I'm not practicing engineering yet, he, he thought, no, 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 there's no way you have money to do that. You need to first work for like five years. And then after you've worked, then... You can I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not my experience. The wedding happened. He was excited. He came back and he told me, hey, man, my son. (laughs) My son, we did it. The wedding (laughs) happened. Yeah, we did it. You're married, you see? You see now you've set an example for everyone. You're married. What? You didn't facilitate it. Like, What was informing my experience? If a person met me honestly and sat me down and they looked at the physical circumstances versus what I was thinking in my head, they would say, no, you're crazy. You're not sober. You're living in denial. You are a wishful thinker. Do you ever hear such words? No, no. They may be invisible, but they exist. They exist. I just need to allow my eyes to see them. I need to allow my eyes to see them. I need to have seeing sessions where I see my health, where I see my future, and I speak those things. Mm. I speak them, and I become excited, <laughs> excited, super excited. I saw this someone before I told it. I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning, and I started imagining. Myself teaching and what was happening and how people were clicking everything I was saying <laughs> <laughs> and how people were receiving the truth of God's word because the truth again. No, no, no. How people were receiving God's word. <laughs> you need to see it. You are a spirit. Allow yourselves to see things from the spiritual realm. Let the word of God inform how you act in situations. Let the word of God inform, ev- not the physical senses. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 to 18 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, But the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Yeah, that is how the guy who is in prison, locked up in a Roman jail, can say rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. There is no physical circumstance allowing him rejoice. But he knows the joy of the Lord is his strength. And so he chooses to act according to the truth of scripture. He chooses to rejoice. That's how Jesus chooses to sleep in the storm. That is how Isaac plants, I think it was Isaac, in drought. Drought! The land is dry. The guy is planting, and he reaps a hundredfold. That is the life you and I are called to live. Question this morning, what, this afternoon, what are you Seek. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Before I get us to practice this thing I'm going to invite thank you, thank you I'm going to invite questions, comments please first leave that slide there I'm going to invite questions, comments, additions subtractions Nebigeendidaku
2: Thank you, Ivan. It reminds me and speaks to me, because his word says that God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not physical. He is spirit and it is only in the spiritual realm that he interacts with us. God does not interact with you in the physical. Even the things that he has given us, all those victories and all that health and all that wealth has been given to us in the spirit. And until we learn that we are spiritual persons and tap into what we have received in the spiritual, it will not manifest in the physical. And the same thing goes until you look at yourself as a spiritual person you will not learn to appreciate other people unless you see them as spiritual people because whenever whenever you look at a person that god has created by the way everybody is a spiritual person whether or not they are not saved the difference is that the other people who are not saved, they don't have the spirit of God in them, but they are still a spirit. So when you look at a person, what do you see? When you look at a person who is going through prostitution, do you look at them as a prostitute? Are you reducing them to a, a physical person? Are you, that, are you reducing yourself to something that is physical so that you regard them in the physical so we have to elevate ourselves to what we are before we can appreciate what we are and what other people are to god thank you thank you scripture says
1: therefore we judge no man according to the flesh
0: praise god church um ivan thank you for the word um i'm mainly here to give a testimony Today we are coming to church, at uh, uh, there around Nalia, the Katare, and uh, on our way up the road, a, a mini truck came and bashed into our car. I, I was on the phone, but I, you, when you feel something is going to happen, and the next time I look up, there was a car, and the upside, my side mirror was crushed. And our son, Ellie, was seated in the side where the car hit our car. So, got up, stopped the car, got up, and the first thing I thought of was, Oh my God, our Ellie. But the young gentleman was like sleeping and was so grateful. And the guy who hit us came and tried to apologize. but... The damages of the car was nothing. The life, our life, our son's life, the fact that God protected us. I mean, if there was an incoming car the other side, we were going to be finished because it's like a slope eh? and we're coming up. So I'm just so grateful to God that He spared our lives, that He has enabled us to see another hour of today that even my husband told me, should we come to church? I was shaking, I was crying, I, was, I think I was all over, but the fact that I looked at my son and he was sleepy, our son, sorry, and he was sleeping, and that, that made everything fine. So I'm so, so grateful to God that we're able to come to church, that we are fine. There is issues with our everything can be fixed, but life is so precious. And being parents to a young, innocent boy that is even more valuable thanks be to god So,
1: thank you you will live you will not die yeah all right let's practice some seeing sessions now turn to your neighbor and just start telling them what you are seeing what you are seeing about your life what you are seeing about your marriage what you are seeing about your future Some of you are laughing because you're seeing in the physical. No? Okay. (laughs) What do you see about your children? What do you see about your business? What do you see about the political state of this country? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Come on, speak it, speak it, speak it. Some of you have not, some of us have not gotten into the habit of seeing. My friend, you see, you see and speak it. It's going to create your physical experience. see what are you seeing about your marriage about your parents about your siblings What what are you seeing what are you seeing what are you seeing you to go and practice this with your life. Write that letter 2027. 20, Just have seeing sessions.
0: Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Summon Series. For more teachings and other resources visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 312 281